on the seventh day, God created the right man and said, go forth with your full head of hair, my son. So church on a Sunday, as Righty will be preaching the good word of football any given Monday. And we are here, back once again, bringing a word to the people. How's everybody doing? Yeah, good, mate. Good, boys. Dana, Dana, we didn't get much time to talk, but tell us about last night's shenanigans with this uh, blondie that you've been... Oh, wow. <laughs> I, knew, I knew this was going to be the first thing coming out You are a dead set man. I literally, I was just um, thinking to myself, I actually said to her last night, I said, she told her about the podcast tonight, and then... She said, oh, what do you talk about? I said, oh, nothing. Usually we just talk about just rubbish, sport, footy, get stuck into each other. But yeah. without fail, Freddie will ask me about my love life each week. <laughs> like, I'm sure it'll be the first thing that comes out of his mouth. Is that the girl that liked the page today? A blonde girl liked the page? Yeah, yeah. 100%. It was? Yeah. yeah. She'd probably be the only, besides your missus, the only other girl that likes the page. <laughs> no, there's plenty. We, you know, we're out there. People dig us. She probably just yeah. disliked because she heard you guys fucking were going to rag on her. And she's minutes, she's 15 yeah. or... Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> nah. Please kick in the door for things like that. <laughs> <laughs> Creepos that do those things have troubles yeah. with the law. But yeah, good night though, Dano. Yeah, no, we had a good time with a few quiet beers and... About it. But you got a heap of girls after you though now, eh? You are a man. He's got oh, them. The fuck? If I was this guy when I was twenty two. Jesus. <laughs> hey, you've been with your missus since high school, eh? Uh yeah, I oh, know I met her I was a year after high school. Oh yeah, Australia, yeah she I was in year twelve. Yeah. Oh was she yeah. yeah at Mitchie? Um, she was Calvin Grove, I was Mitchie. Oh, that's yeah. good. I hadn't heard the reputation of you and yeah. the younger guy. <laughs> oh, I, I struggled, yeah, the man. You know, better, eh? I struggled oh, getting girls, good. eh? Like, you should see me in year twelve. I was just disgusting. <laughs> no, no badges. How long after that? So you were playing Colts that year, ran to <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was that disgusting kid went on to play Colts that following year. So I played Colts in the year after year twelve. Yep. So I tried out year twelve and then went back to seventeens. Yep. And then after year twelve, went into Colts with Kimmy and that. Yeah, with the boys. Oh, nice. Yeah. So Kimmy was that one year younger. Oh, well, yeah. He? So yeah. he was like a year twelve of playing in Colts. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. But yeah, but I wasn't pantsing uh, blondies on Saturday nights yeah, after well. you come have a beer with Freddie. Well, fucking hell. <laughs> well, Dano, good to see your So how was it, Dano, out of 10? Exactly. Oh, well, I don't know if we can go to this level because this girl could be listening. I had a good night. Let's yeah. just say that. We, it was a good night. Good company, good night. There you go. That's your impressions. How's everybody going? Yeah, good, good. Been, I, I've been training? Um, yeah, yeah, been training enough. Not in the last half an hour, hey? No, I trained train today. How have you white guys been going with your weights that I <laughs> oh, give to Yeah, yeah good. good <laughs> well, I've got, I've got, um, I took the two 17 and, a, 17 and a half dumbbells off you last week, and that's literally the extent of all the weights I got. So yeah. I've been trying to do as much as I can. I've just been um, trying to do some shoulder work, some just some, some dumbbell press. And seventeen and a half was a bit much for me to curl at the start. 
Yeah. <laughs> started just that's decent. curling 17 and a halves now. Decent curls. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. curl, you, curling, you, curling, curling, curling's all I've been doing. With limited shit, you can find so much yeah, stuff to do. Yeah, you know, yeah. it makes it makes you be real imaginative. When you, with, when, yeah, Google a lot of things and some like they come up with innovative ideas. Yeah. Like, yeah. Especially kettle, with kettlebells and that. When I started Googling stuff, like all the same things that you were doing with a bar, yeah. you can do with that. Exactly. With, with, with the dumbbells too, the man makers. Have you done like, you know, man makers? So you, with them, they're flat on the ground you go into a push-up then a right hand row left hand oh, yeah. row then you go up to a thruster up stand up thruster. and then back down yeah that whole three combinations <laughs> yeah that, yeah i'd start light on that one. yeah, yeah. well with the 70 and a half so usually try it would be a good weight for them too really? but they're fucking they smash a whole body right. so yeah nice nice right. we'll have to get and the uh, heavy dumbbells going good yeah yeah did dumbbell dumbbell workout today yeah and i went in a six and a half k walk with Al Weller. Oh, did you? Yeah. He, Isn't he's Al looking like a dead dream? Yeah, he's trained a looking. machine, that bloke. Yeah. He's, he's looking good. He'll be excited if we ever get back to playing because he's you keen as being. You see the pins on the lad? He put a photo up on his Instagram today. Fuck me dead. He's just, uh, he's per- just jacked, isn't he? He's, he's just a purchased a, a, uh, a wooden bench. A guy makes benches out of wood, obviously. Weights yeah. bench out of wood. Lives up at Ready. Just doing his spare time flogging them off. And he's... Re-bucks. Really? Yeah. And he's uh, um, big Al single now, isn't he? Yeah, he's single. Mm. He's just looking after himself, doing his thing. Fuck. What a so guy. Between so you and him, guy. who's got more STDs? Well, I feel sorry when people get out of isolation when Dano and Al Weller get out and yeah. get off the leash. You wild men will be out there. Not the coronavirus, it's the fucking A to Z virus. These wow. cunts have got... <laughs> So I just make up new shit, bro. I'm ground so, zero. <laughs> so with the NRL side of things, look, uh, seems like they're progressing, taking steps in the right direction to a comp starting. Whether it'll be when they want, I don't, I, I don't know because they've still got hoops to jump through and t- boxes to tick, all that sort of shit. But the the Warriors got permission from the New Zealand government to fly to fly over to Australia. And they're sussing out a place in northern New South Wales to base themselves and bring family and stuff too. But they have certain demands that need to be met by the league, as you would have to. And they're making the biggest sacrifice out of anybody. So that's good. There's been a lot of conjecture. You listen to, like anything to do with coronavirus, there's a different story from different people on social media Mm. every day. Two, three days ago, people would say, NRL will never get off the ground again, blah, blah, this year. That's varied. They've already got a rough plan to play Origins outside of the season, like three weeks back to back. So we're going on that, righty, jumping in with the report that I read today in the Korean yep. Mail. Was it was it saying that Fitler's saying the delay? He's pissed off that they're saying that there's going to be a delay on that one game, or yeah, at some call something like that. Yeah, there was rumours that they may have to if last last um, sort of choice it'd be three play three in Sydney. And you wouldn't want that, but if the Queenslanders would be preferring to play. Yeah. You know, and... And it's the 40-year thing that they're talking about, the yeah, beats and, and... Yeah, and things like that. Well, that's why they're... And a chalk Channel 9, there was talk they were bailing. Then you read different reports on Twitter from different things. And then Gould commented on a Twitter question and said, don't believe everything you hear, Channel 9 are are still fully committed yeah and and they are and they just want to change things it's hard for channel nine because when the nrl started talking about bringing the season back that's going to run 
obviously that was originally the plan was it was going to run later than the projected end of the season date, projected grand final date. They worry because the Channel Nine have the rights to the Cricket World Cup. T Twenty World Cup, and the way things are going, so they would have had to, they would have clashed, which is one of, was one of their main concerns. So now, now that I think the NRL have planned to come back and finish the season by the end of October, I think it takes one big obstacle out, which is the clashing of it with the T Twenty World Cup. Will they get in the country? Will That's they the allow them? That's the question. That's the whole thing. Like things could ease considerably, so we can play the league in this country. But someone may mention something the other day. We might not be travelling further than the other side of the Pacific for a long time, you know, who they let in, especially with inf- infection rates in these other countries. Yeah, do they want a chance? Well, we say this, yet on Qantas flights, they let people sit next to each other in crowded flights yeah. within within Queensland. That's it. You don't want to, like, as soon as we lax the laws, we get footy going again, blah, blah, blah. And then we have a Cricket World Cup and we get a team from England come over and then a handful of Yanks on a plane, a handful yeah. of bloody... Handful of Japs, and then you got a fucking big cesspit full of foreign cunts coming here coughing all over it. And but, but like, that's the thing that. too. And it's the same going to any other countries. I don't know whether the cricket World Cup will or won't go ahead. But in saying that, if it was to go ahead, that's where Channel Nine have to be smart, or NRL have to be smart scheduling. If you know there's a pool game where it's Australia playing England or something like that. You don't you don't want to be scheduling um, a blockbuster like a grand final replay or a couple of the good sides yeah. in that you know and it's no offence but you got to look at trying maybe making an assessment on a side that might not be travelling well playing around the same time if if games will clash they have to look at all those sort of things and I just you just don't know we're on, we're a lot better off than when they played the first two rounds. Like the infection rates dropped over 20% since yeah. then. And things like that. And there are other factors with the crew, with all that fiasco with that cruise boat, that affected 20% of the of the cases in Australia. Our recovery rate's gone through the roof too. It's like yeah. they, they tell you that the numbers stand, as as you hear on the news, there's more than 6,000 people infected in Australia. But they don't also mention that 3,200 of them have recovered. And 49 have died, 52 have died, or have many it is dead. But that's just saying, like, just because they say it's 6,000, that means there's 6,000 total cases. That means there's, I think they said 13 people on respirators, blah, blah, blah. So there's a large percentage of everyone that's had it, probably just over 50%, is already recovered. And there's only a few critical cases. By the time, hopefully, after another couple of weeks, just about stamp it out in Australia. That's not saying everything can go back to normal straight away, but... I think we're a lot closer to being on top of it than we're made to believe. Well, I was reading. I was reading in the LA Times the other day that they're trying to predict when it may peak in California, and they predicted a very high death toll. And it's been. It's only been less than a, a six of that. So as horrific as that is, that could be on the downward. So if something in our country was to happen similarly, you know. You know, we all have to, um, we have to still be abiding by rules. And a lot of this social distancing can be eased. But there's talk of maybe a couple of beaches being opened on the Gold Coast in the next three weeks. Whether that's all bullshit. But just being out and about, like when I was walking around New Farm Park today, there's, you notice that people, there's like, 
there was a group of three coppers walking around and things like just things like that to put the fear of God into people mm. and people getting these fines. It's got to wake you up. But I kind of go, I kind of go off Sanford Road in the mornings, and I feel it picking up and up and up the, yeah. the traffic on yeah. Sanford Road. Yeah, and remember because it's still been like um, actual school holidays, like the yeah, the set yeah. out date yeah. ones, and the the traffic getting bigger and bigger while it's still school holidays. It's not not anywhere compared to if we weren't in isolation. But yeah, I feel everyone getting out there a bit more. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. you can. You can sort of notice that people are starting to relax a bit, but like even when you do go out, like if you're out of the house, you go in the shop or something, you see people are keeping their distance, everyone's a bit more aware. Yeah, the security at like supermarkets, yeah. like just making sure everyone's doing the right thing. The, my the my local Coles, there's, a, there's a, a young lady on the door on the way in and a young fella on the door Have on the way out. Have you fucked her? And then, <laughs> she wishes. <laughs> But they've both got fucking, they've both got clickers and they've got to count oh, numbers yeah. now they've had a certain amount of people in the store. Yeah. And everyone's sanitizing the way in. Someone's there to clean your trolley. So obviously there's massive precautions in place. As long as everyone's, as if they are going out, keeping their distance, going out. See, you just got to be, got to be smart about it. Like if you're going to go out outside of an essential service, don't be going out and fucking acting up and playing a fool. If you're going to go out, go somewhere, keep your distance. Don't be acting like a fucking dick. And then, if you're gonna um, like if you're gonna leave the house, go to a <laughs> <laughs> I lost the train of thought. Yeah. I had something I was gonna say, then I completely lost it. Take it away. Keep right, thinking. <laughs> Keep thinking. I'll, I'll get it back. I'll Only it do back. it essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. There's a lot of stuff you can avoid doing. There's some things you can't. But people just going for the fact that I felt like getting out and about. If yeah. you do that, you're taking a chance to get the thousand plus fine. Yeah. You know, and things like, and this, with with footy, with the crowds, hopefully by the end of the year, that they've eased a lot of that, those crowd restrictions and that. And hopefully things can keep on improving. That'd be great. And with all this, um, like, there's been a lot of talk of buying these players coming to the NRL on part-time gigs and that for the rest of the year. Basically, Nick Stiles, um, Quade Cooper's coach in Japan, ex-Reds, he said they wouldn't be green-lighting it because what have they got to gain out of it? And Japanese rugby, it's not been affected by anything. They're still, they're still getting their full money. They've got no restrictions over there, blah, blah, blah. They're all ready to go when the season kicks off. You're paying Cooper quite a bit of cash and to all of a sudden let him go and play yeah. A tougher game where he's more chance to get injured. Mm. I think that'd be suicide. And so who's Coop, who's um his boys like? Because I see him training at Bronx and stuff. Like wh who's he mates with? Tavita Pango Junior. Oh, okay. So they would all be me. Yeah, mates from social. Yeah, social media, social media, and all those sort of things, and being just out a and bit about. of a public figure. I think and there's one thing. Yeah. The other public one thing did it interest me. Uh, Seabold saying he's interested in To. <laughs> Fuck, I love TOA. Jesus, yeah, TO's asking around. price is 400k. Yeah. Is that what he said? 400k. I read this today. 400k. Is is oh. Ben TO worth 400k in a short term deal when you have developing back rowers like Jamil Hopawati and so forth be, on a short term? I'd be more worried about stunting the growth of Flegler or Carrigan or 
Yeah, that's what I mean. Would you throw out four hundred k and these boys aren't getting opportunities? Uh, what, what would you say the average rate is for a second rower? A good one. Yeah. Well, Cordner would be. I reckon Cordner would be. He'd be eight, seven yeah. or eight. Yeah. If he was cool. healthy, eight. Yeah. Well, yeah, and Cordner's so yeah. Cordner would be the best back row in the world. If, if you were a full season, if this was one or full season, yeah. Tia and you needed a back rower. Yeah, he Tia would be worth yeah at four hundred. Well, look at how he dominated. Yeah, if if that's what it, like a the going rate is four hundred, I don't think he's too yeah out of the park. Well, See? Joel Thompson, I'm just guessing here. I've got him on Facey, but I don't know personally. But Joel Thompson would be on six. I think I and, think the, um, he's very good. The Eels pick Sean Lane up for five. Oh, yeah. yeah, and Sean Lane's a very decent back rower. So Tio was better back row than him when he left, just yeah, yeah. in comparison. Yeah, yeah. So he could, if you had four spare and you had a full season and then say he was a Chooks and, and Boyd Cordner suffering his knee yeah. injury and then you'd go, shit, if we get him, we've got Insurance 500K yeah. in the bank. We'll use four of it on him because <clears throat> we don't look like picking anybody up or they'd, you know, try and move someone on in a swap deal as they do in mm. these sort of negotiations. Tio, like when they won at South Sydney, he was the unsung hero. You got to have a good bench in rugby league. You got to have blokes who are going to come on, and he'd come dominant. on and he'd whack bloke. He'd run those mad crash lines. No surprise that he played good football in the in rugby too, because in his role in the centres, he ran similar crash lines to what he was doing in league. Yeah, just can bang blokes. He's got a bit of an offload in him. That was so when he was at the peak of his powers when he left. He left man. Yeah, he was fucking surprising. Dominant. Yeah, and so was it? They talking about a one year contract? Is that what he was saying? The rest of this season, it'd be because so he's four hundred k for the rest of the season. Yeah, man, that's yeah, what I mean. That, that's he's, a bit dodge. because he's with the um the Sunwolves. So if they were to get off the ground, mm. like I thought he was with the Sunwolves, so he'd have some contractual agreement there. The Sunwolves. Are the worst team in history, aren't they? They're struggling. They're kind of like a barbarian side, but yeah. all the travel poons them. Okay. They've had some good players now, but they've got, you know, they're not. They don't have that many. They had a few wins last year, but they're nowhere near making finals or anything like that. I can't yeah. see the negotiation with these like these outside prospects when each NRL club have a thirty-man squad, and they also obviously have contracted players outside the thirty, like blokes that are on, blokes that are connected with the club. And playing, were playing interest super for their feeders. So if you're, say, just for example, say you're the Broncos, and three or four of your your top seventeen, I can't can't work around, can't figure out how to get away from the family for for a set period of time. If that's what has to happen, stuff like that. Then someone else from your thirty comes in, and if you run all the way to the end of thirty blokes, and you can't take down a squad of twenty five or whatever you need to take, I'm a hundred percent sure. They'd be able to pick up blokes that are contracted with the club through their through their feeder system. Put on like this, yeah. Darius Boyd doesn't want to leave his family. Darius says, "I won't be participating in this season." Do you say, "Do you buy Tio and throw him in the centres?" He think, has played a lot of centre. Yeah, I think you play um, one of the blokes in your thirty. Yeah, all right. You got Herbie Farnsworth and that who yeah. are in the squad. Jesse Arthur's um, goes to Jesse centers. Arthur's f- used to go to centre when, when, when Farnsworth comes to the wing. And I put a, yeah, Farnsworth in the wing. We're, it's funny. Like, with, it's it's all good to say, like, you could just put 400 and pick Tio up, but it's also, um, you can't, um, I just think it's sort of almost unfair to the other blokes in the 30 
but it's also at the same time it's a band-aid solution yeah band-aid solution That's exactly what, the thing. what would happen if a young bloke had an option on his end for the next year and he's gone what happens if they if someone else comes on the market will they will they shit can me yeah, am yeah. i better off going where oh, i've got yeah. some job security yeah exactly right <laughs> well they're just um, um and uh, it's a big yeah, thing yeah. So if, you if you could get him for two i'd say do it but yeah. you're saying the same thing. Do you have a, a lot of injuries, and is your depth tested in that area? It's. Yeah, I think. You, I think that's the problem. You ha, you'd have yeah, to be pretty good, desperate. So like, if you're um, like, yeah, if you're a side right. that are dead set struggling for a back rower, and you need someone with a bit of experience, you're a less experienced side. Like, say you were the the Bulldogs, and then you lose Josh Jackson with injury, then you've got no real experience in the back row, young fellas. You need a back rower. You got a bit of cash. You need a wide you could That'd be a good pick. Or up. you could convince Wigan to let you have Jackson Hastings yeah. in the half, like because their halves are struggling. Sorry, you know? boys, but that was uh, yeah, that was Jimmy. He, is, yeah. he just woke up. He um, so he'll be over. He said he'll just freshen up and come over, and then we'll chuck two fifty on that bar, and you'll see how much many times he can deadlift two fifty. If man. he doesn't make it over because he's a bit tired, right? He, we're we're going to chuck on a hundred on that bar and see how much you can do that. Yeah. Sweet, sweet man. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll do that anyway. If Jimmy does come over, then we'll drop back to hunch and see how much you crank out a hunch at. Okay. Yeah. So have a go. Done deal. Yeah, and that's okay. a thing though. <laughs> It's a thing though too. If you you bring in someone, you could disrupt the flow. Exactly. I remember yeah. a coach I had once uh, saying this too about, and you would have had the same thing when you won the GF in 2015. You get there, say someone's been injured for a bit, and he makes himself available. Mm-hmm. You could bring him back in if you needed to. Say you had someone injured or in doubt, and you think, "Geez, do I put him on the bench?" And I could have used him. Yeah. When Manly lost to the Roosters in 2013, Dave Williams was playing the house down. Snake had just come back, but should have just come back from injury. Peter Hicku had played the last month or so at fullback and been going good. Hicku became 18th man. They lost Richie Fayoso. He injured himself in the prelim. He brought in another forward, Dave Gower, who was... <laughs> Is this David Middleton, though? <laughs> he brought in another forward in Dave Gower, who was a good solid player in case I got injuries. I was saying at the time, should he have put Hickey on the bench just in case? I thought Brett Stewart might have broken down. Brett Stewart got through the game, but Wolfman had a, Wolfman had a forgettable night. He made a few blunders. Mm. And I said, and I was thinking afterwards, when we were having a beer with a mate, I said, if he had had Hickey on the bench, then he would have thrown him on the swing. And 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 brought Wolfman off, but those sort of balance things you gotta mm. you gotta weigh up. And what with you boys, like you were flying, you were up there top two all year. Yeah. So so we're going you, from NRL to even ones now. Yeah. Yeah, and same thing, but it's the same principles of the game. I mean, it, 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 it's I, hard to it's I, hard to take. Twenty twelve when we won it, Dolan in the chairman's trophy, fucking collides with Steve Larder's knee, fucks his face. They had to put his face back together. No, it was his stitches. forehead, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, you split him open. It was like face off. Oh, I thought you meant when he dented his forehead. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Oh. It was the most hideous thing. Oh, have you seen that yeah. photo, Dana? No, I haven't seen the photo, but it's I've heard nothing all something about to forget. it. Yeah. Anyway. And well, to tell them, because some people oh, that listen we're to in the, um, We're in the we're in the Chairman's Trophy. People don't know. It's like a mid-year grand final. We're playing D-Bay Bombers. And um, uh, our centre and now one's coach, Clint Dolan, goes to tackle someone. Winger's coming in to help him out. Clint goes low. His knee hits another player right in the forehead. 
and like it fractured his skull, like an inside egg. Yeah, inside egg. Disgusting. So it was like the movie Face Off. Yeah, Clint's out the whole season, or oh, the rest of the season. Late in, like we make the GF, Clint's been running the water. He felt he was good to go. He came to Ivesy and said, "I'm good to go if you want me." And Ivesy said, "Mate, don't put me in this position." And as he said to me. Unless someone was injured, it's not the right time to make a change like mm. that. Yeah. Because you can just disrupt the flow, especially when you're in a good crew of blokes and blokes have been battling along. And yeah, it's I'd... not like someone gets hurt at training that week or, or or pulls up crook and you go, mate, I can't guarantee you're going to do the job. I've got a fresh bloke here. Yeah. We've got to do this. I think, yeah, I think there's levels to the player of what when that happens. Yeah. You know, anyone but in open ones, but... If your name's not NK, yeah, you're not sliding straight back in. And um, 2011, when Manly won it, Glenn Stewart was suspended for the Battle of Brookie. Someone had to make way. Darcy Lussick missed out, and Stewart went straight back in. He won the Clive Churchill. There are some blokes who you know, yeah, yeah. proven performers who you know. Well, that's and you yeah, know that's you, the thing. You have to be a proven performer. Like if you like say say a, any decent decent name, say you Cooper Cronk playing for the. Um, roosters with a bung shoulder in a grand final. The way they gave him to the last yeah. minute, and he was out, and, and then he was in as soon as he. You, you play Cooper Cronk. That's what you do. If it was someone else, it was another half. They def he definitely would never have even been considered to play, but because it was Cooper Cronk straight in, and that's that's exactly and Robinson, exactly the same situation. Robinson, that is that smart tactically. Orbison was going to play half one side. Mitchell was going to play 5-8 and he was going to float both sides, which would have made him more dangerous, him just popping up either side like a second fullback. That was a mad scientist plan that I loved. I love a good mad scientist plan because yeah. you've got to think out of the box and throw something a bit different at him. I'm all for, like, interchanging blokes. Like, if Damien's playing fullback and you're playing hooker, start mixing and matching that at, the, at times during a game because it, it gives blokes time to catch their breath or it. And they're looking at something different on a kick chase. One bloke's different strengths and weaknesses as a player. And all of a sudden, blokes start getting confident in how they're defending. You're throwing a bit more doubt into into the defensive well, line. I saw a good... Uh, it must. I thought it was just on uh, Fox Sports feed, but it was actually Bloke in a Bar again. Mm. And they, took, they had that thing about Sean Berrigan. Yeah, they were yeah. saying like how, how and they went through his stats yeah. showing how good of a fucking utility he was in that year where Bennett was like, yeah... I knew that he was going to kill it at hooker, but I held that back until the like final series. So he'd yeah. just get out there and explode. And he didn't want to play hooker because his brother was at the club. And, yeah. And that would have been competing. But you think that club. that would really be Wayne Bennett's? Well, that was the thing. Mick Innes. Had, Innes was playing hooker and going, well, he does his knee like six games in. You know what I mean? Like, Would that have happened? Like Little diff different things. Like, And you could carry... Bennett had a bit of mad scientist in him too. Like he had Hunt on the wing when they won it. Dave yeah. Stagg would defend as a centre but and would attack on the wing. Yeah. Hunt had pro, do a lot, would float between winger and centre in attack. Like he'd run kicks back 
Hodges at the Hodges back, who was in back, rare, yeah. for, who was in subliminal form, ridiculous. Like, form. He was running. Everyone was just doing well a thing. over hundred meters in, in every half. Because he brought he Hunt brought is Hunt is one player I'm really wish, disappointed we didn't get to see him more in league. Yeah, I wish he stayed. He was. Fuck, man. He's one of my favorites. Been, the way he brought the ball back from the back. Was do, fucking and incredible. then what was it in uh, State of Origin? They were just like, oh, you want you wouldn't mind playing second row for us, yeah. wasn't lock, it? Lock, lock, sorry. ball playing lock. Yeah, I watched um the last game, two thousand and eight. Origin three the other day on KO. On the bench for Queensland was was Slater in fourteen, yeah. and he come on. Prince got hurt. Hunt went to halves, and Bellamy had Brett Stewart on the bench and had Gidley starting at fullback. And when and when Stewart came on, he looked dangerous. It was like thing with those sort of plays is when you got these backs on the bench. It's hard to have the plan when when you can fit them in. Yeah. Because how's the game going? There's a lot of a lot of times too. You see that like a side gets picked, and you have, um, like a sort of an, an a smoky on the bench who who could come in and play a few different roles. He's sort of a utility man. You, you don't know where how exactly he's going to use him, and how effective he's going to be wherever. And then you you get to the end of the game, and this bloke hasn't played any minutes or or gets to play six or, or seven. Or you got to throw or, him on last hit. Yeah. But and. It's also you don't want to you don't want to bring him on and try something different and disrupt the way that like if your team's going good if you come out and your team's going good guns and your master plan is to bring a a, a small outside back into to play in the middle for a bit you wouldn't want to bring that on and and try and change things up too much where your forwards are dominating and, stuff and like it's that. a thing you can yeah you can fuck the balance up as a coach that's one thing I've learned over the years there are times you just got to let blokes go out there and when you're on the bench. You've got to know there's a there's a basic you've got a pattern of how you want to interchange, but that can be changed. Like you're scoring tries, or or opposition scoring. If it's four tries, two each, two sides, blokes have had enough time to catch their breath a bit. Mm. They can squeeze out a few more minutes. Yeah. Things like that. Someone gets injured, you know, like you that changes the whole thing. There's nothing worse than when a winger gets hurt. Wingers get hurt, and you've got to push like. A back rower to centre, and most back rowers can handle the centres now. Yeah. Most folks, especially at those higher levels, got good leg speed. They're used to defend on our edges. Mm. <coughs> Excuse me, and then things like that. Where it just makes it difficult, Buck. When you have, like, say, your back rower, say, <coughs> say you've got a good attacking back rower that you want a ball in his hands, but then you're forced to make a change and get him on even out further on the edge where he's not going to see as much pill. It sort of sort of just does it fucks up that balance when a winger goes down instead of just coming off the bench coming bringing someone off the bench to play wing because you've your bench is stacked with pigs then you got to bring then you have to bring those sort of strike weapons from the middle out towards the edge a bit more they won't see as much that's like when luke lewis was playing sorry that was jimmy again he goes he goes bro i'm fucking he must have taken a zanny a a, a bit later on in the afternoon so he's trying to wake up from a xanax and he goes okay i'm gonna jump in the shower see if i can open my fucking eyes (laughs) (laughs) likewise luke lewis was so invaluable winger center uh back rower Lock, play him in the halves at, if you really wanted to when you do a job for you there. There's a lot of sides these days are carrying a, a like a utility, um, like an outside back on the bench. You get, never really saw it overly like a shitload, but sort of this year and last year, it's sort of becoming more and more like the Broncos carrying blokes like Herbie Farnworth on their bench, stuff like that. It just makes it and, seem... And you've got to know, like, you might not play many minutes. You could play 
like ninety percent of the game. Yeah, yeah. And life will balance out. Like, but when, you, you can build a career off being a bench player. That's yeah, the cool thing yeah, about yeah, it. You know? yeah, when the Sharks won yeah. it that year, they had Jared Beal on the bench. Yeah, Jared Beal. On and the in the grand final, like probably ten in the second half, Fecky gets injured, yeah, Fecky, so he plays yeah. half an hour. So he's earned that ring. He had a couple of big plays too. There's there's a kick down to the corner that he cleaned up. She almost saved a certain try. Fresh and, body coming on tape yeah. on set starts and yeah. things like that. He's and killing it too. I listened to the call of that game on um, Triple M last weekend. They they're doing um, recalls of um, old games. Yeah, they what they the voice t- over it. Yeah, yeah. So they do. They're just they're calling the they modern, call on the the modern day, call. So. Yeah. And who's on the Triple M crew? Dan Ganane. Yeah, Dan Ganane. Um, Dan Ganane fucking goes hard. Girdler. Girdler's on. Yeah. Yeah. Girdler's been on for a few years. Yeah. Some are good, some are some are not. Yeah. Won't say not good. Some you just want to listen to the old commentary because yeah, exactly. you haven't heard, you don't hear these blokes as much, and you get used to. Because I've always listened to Triple M or like if I'm driving home from somewhere. Six, oh, oh yeah, yeah. ABC, ABC. Yeah, yeah I love yeah. listening to that because you get a different perspective. But some blokes with their their descriptions of tries. Yeah, I found some don't do it justice, and you see the try. You go, yeah. he's just stepped two blokes, fended two more off, and carried the fullback over the line, like. In yeah. that 89 grand final when Steve Jackson scores that try, I was you watching You were 30 him years old, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, sir. <laughs> 32. Like, watching him score that, and then, like, everyone was commenting on it because they re-commentated it on KO. That's superhuman effort. You seal the grand final, someone picks up a grubber, tips the ball to you, you run 20 metres, beat three or four blokes and carry another two over the try line. That's legend status. And then the next year, that never gets mentioned, he got called into the origin side for the third game and he scored the game winner and that and Queensland won 14-10. Yeah. Things like that. Like, that's the beauty of our game, the history. And one thing now with uh, with this you know drama has brought out, we're, we're reconnecting with the history of the game a bit more and when you hear blokes telling some good tales of when they played, like Blocker Roach, you always knew he was good. And he was sort of at the end of his career when I really first got into footy. But I, he was fucking unreal, man. Big man with skill, tough as tough as fuck. Heart, big body too. Had a nice little tip-on ball. Yeah. Like they didn't mind offloading then, and coaches weren't against yeah. it. Every like, every one of these older games we've watched to to do a review on, I've watched and I think, fuck me, this bloke coming back on a kick return, screams it back, gets hold up in a tackle, and throws an offload to it. To the fullback, or or the fullback kicks it up, and then just stands in a tackle, works around and finds an offload, and then another bloke finds an offload, and it's like fuck me, there's can, just so much. You're breaking the D up more, but now with the super structure we play, I think, what, you I have think to, you have to get to that spot. Yeah, I think ta- I think tackle tech's got it. Like and, a, it's a lot different. And too. also lot within, to within a club and a system, there's consequences if you're not yeah. completing that shit. Exactly. You know, that's the thing. It's but, like I, they didn't have. I don't feel like back then they would have had that pressure. To be like, oh, this we play for the stats. You know, the stats win us the games. Yeah. Back then, it's just like you play footy, you win the game. Yeah. yeah. I think too, like it, it, the way that we tackle today versus the way we tackled then, it's a lot different. Like I think everyone's a lot, of very, very conscious of the offload now. You see, in every tackle, there's always going to be a hand on the ball or on the arm trying to make sure the pill can't come out. And you, you're trying yeah. it a lot harder to get numbers in tackles and get a bit more into the wrestle. I was talking to one of my mates about this during the week because we come up with a fucking wrestle shit again. And I was saying, I was saying, look, I'm I'm very, I, I don't mind wrestle. And if they've got a problem with it, then change the rules. Because That's the, the whole thing. Yeah, just Coaches change the rules. adapt to the rules. Yeah. And um, it was Chris Seivel that I was talking to. 
And Seibel goes, he, go, he goes, what if they made the rule that only two in a tackle? So the third man can't come in. Would we get, then we'd get those 30, those 40, 36 college football score lines. Yeah. yeah. I reckon. Which yeah, is, but which he is, thought that that that's like something that he was thinking that would maybe like break it up like it would in the like mid nineties. That's know? what I think the NRL is looking for, but I think the NRL um, is trying to make the product something like those sort of cricket scores, the the forty two forty score lines. They want to see a lot of tries, they want to see a lot of flashiness, just because it that they think that's what's going to appeal to the to the broader audience. But people were bagging out. Um, what was it? Uh, 20s. Yeah. Yeah. And there was a thing too. Because there was no defense. No one tackled. You went in there and you were playing. <laughs> Half over, a footy with eight tackles footy, yeah. yeah. You played kids footy. And I've noticed that like coach in the second side at Mitchie, you get young blokes coming in playing against men and people go, oh, it's only park footy. But to be, to progress through football levels, you've got to be a consistent footballer, good and consistent. And you'll be playing these lower grade park footy and you'll get some bloke who popped up who might have played cup maybe in 99 you know and he's near he's about 38 now you know and things like that where you're going he can still play the game he's not a lightning quick anymore he's not like you know great footwork but he's tough and he can hit and you've got to be able to handle adversity coming through coming through kids footy you don't have to grind out wins as much per se. You don't, you know, everyone's taught to run the right block shapes and things like that. Yeah, that's great at the right time. But the times you've just got to put the football in your hands and take a shitty coming off your line, you've got to mm. make about five metres. Someone's got to, and your mate's going to take that run. You've got to push up with him. So there's an extra bloke's hanging off you in case he tips it on. And then the next run, you've got to be, there. some bloke will hit one faster off a quick play the ball. And we'll make more meters. But if you're not there running that support line, just it sets up for him not to get bashed, and he can find his front. And then the bloke, the third player on taking the second run, he can he can pick up some more meters or running an arrow or running overs with footwork, you know, and that sort of shit. Those sort of things that are some coaches have got a lot to answer for. And I know everyone. Clarky's corner. That bloke, okay, we'll talk about him later. Is there more news on him? No, he hasn't been. He hasn't been uh, <laughs> making any scoops. <laughs> well, he wrote him while I remember it. If you put Jeff Tuvey into a team, what position do you put him in at? Ooh. Depend. Um, I like him at hooker. Just did be, you see the list? With what in list? the mail, in the paper today? They no, put a see. list of what they thought was like the top twenty hookers of all time. And I think two. Oh, it's, I left it here actually, but two V's like sixteen. Yeah, well, really? yeah, because Origin, say, yeah, but they, they, he played a lot more half, didn't yeah, he? he? Did he yeah, he played both. Thing with him is at club level, he was half because he had him and Cliffy Lyon. so he probably played half like a hooker. He was real quick. He he defended tough as anybody. But he could it, take a punishment. Correct me if I'm wrong, right, man? But back then, didn't like the half jump into hooker a lot of the time to take a bit of sting off? You could hooker, do a bit like that. Because the hookers were working. And oh, you had oh. centers that linked up back in those yeah. days sometimes. More in the 90s, they started going left on right. But you could have one center playing like another 5'8", tipping on like, like inside-outside center a bit. Well, that's what I noticed in that in that 91 grand final we'll be reviewing later. So um, Brandy, um, Greg Alexander, in at hooker a lot and to, towards the... Anywhere in the in the second half, he's just getting his hands on the ball from hooker, getting out. 
doing a bit of running. Especially too, if you want him to get to a spot yeah. to get somewhere. So you start dishing it that way. Interesting Did, aside, where, like, where someone like Brandy, he's the catalyst for that side, wasn't he? I think it was the Dalian winner in oh, 91 as well. special player. So he was just getting his side around the park. It's the perfect way to do it, getting the hooker. So this is the list. For, like, this is Kareem Howe, obviously. So... Um, but it goes one Cameron Smith, two Danny Badiris, three Steve Walters, four Robbie Farah, Ben, uh, f- five Ben um, Elias, um, six Isaac Luke, seven Josh Hodgson, eight Damian Cook, nine Kerrod Walters, ten Luke Prittis, eleven Roy Simmons, twelve Max Krilich, thirteen Michael Innes, fourteen Steve Edge, fifteen Jeff Tuvey, sixteen Craig Wing, seventeen Jim. Sir Sidaris. 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 Jimmy Sidaris. Eight, 18, Sean Berrigan. 19, Greg Konseku. And um, 20... Oh, Ma- Greg Konescu. Konescu, <laughs> yeah. Lives out Sanford. And then, the, and then 20, Mal Cochran. And then on honourable mentions is Craig Gower, James Seguiaro, Jake Granville, Mario Fennick, Jason Hetherington, and Richard Swain. Well, I'd have Tooves over Isaac Luke. Yeah. But I'll, going through that list... Oh, very I, good I players. Feel, I feel it shows how hard it is to be a hooker because yeah. some of those players I'm like, like in a fucking top 20 list yeah, yeah. Here, like like Craig Wing bro at 16 he was, was smoking hot but uh... Wing, Wing was the ultimate utility he was at the everywhere man <laughs> like Boxer Walters when he played was the best by far yeah I know but it's it's meant to be like top 20 just hooker yeah, like it's not a utility list. It's yeah, a hooker so he list. shouldn't be so, in that. Yeah, yeah. That, I just think it's. Yeah, but maybe he should be. Maybe that's yeah. just how hard the hooker position is to actually yeah. lock it down and show you how he good won you a are half at, it. at the Roosters. He he was half yeah. at the Roosters. They won a comp. I think Luke Pretty should be bumped up on that list though. Well, he's played for Australia and yeah. New South Wales and won comps at two different clubs. That to me puts you up there. Yeah, you know, Tuvi is tough as fuck. And if you want to go on that, like he he played. Test footy as a hooker. He played Origin footy as a hooker. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like things like that. Like, do you? Okay, opinion here. Ben Hunt. Do you consider him a better half or a better hooker? I write him. He's a very I good think, player. Oh, I like him at hooker. I think yeah, so do I. I think he's yeah. better hooker. I think if I think if he got put into hooker and stuck to it, just tightened up his defense a little bit, and just a tiny bit of his long ball. He'd be a great. If he was up. playing there, all, but obviously, all if he year obviously if he was playing there week in week out, he would have those things sharpened up. But when the only time we ever see him play hooker is when he gets to Origin, yeah. and he's been playing half all year, and he's been on the edge being protected well, I, by a back rower. Yeah, I think Ben. I think Hunt's such a good player that he's he's caught in that situation where he goes to clubs that don't have a strong enough half that he's allowed to play hooker. Mm. Yeah, and, and he's always caught up playing fucking hooker. He, yeah, even though because his best years was when he was coming off the bench and killing it at hooker. And that's the thing, Hunt's a very good football player. He cops a lot of criticism because everyone knows how much money you make now, and they've gone to a club that really need a half. So when yeah. St George are in those periods of seasons where they're going great, his strength is his running game. Mm. You know, and he. Yeah. And things like that. Yeah, when he's challenging the line, and when he was playing great footy at the Bronx when they made that grand final, he was scoring plenty of four pointers, yeah. and he was making breaks and setting up four pointers. Because, and that's what he was doing at the Dragons when they were winning. Then, when the wheels start falling off, confidence is gone from blokes. And you notice that in his game particularly. But it wasn't just him; there were plenty of other fuckers. Yeah. That, and Hunt- when, when he was half in Origin, it was like they threw a shitload of weight on his shoulder. And then, yeah. did, and I remember it being a coaching course, and one of the blokes speaking said, did they make the mistake when they come out and say, this is Ben's team now, he need, you know, mm, do this. Probably. You put too much pressure on him. 
then when you put him at hooker, he's still playing for a guy who's not a week to week dummy half. He's having a massive. He had massive oh, he's games. fifty plus he's tackles awesome. a game. He's great. And jumped out kicks. Up. You know, like yeah. you know, he can jump out and kick. And his yeah, like his passing game. But obviously, it is it is if you're playing a full season at half, going back to passing off the ground, it does take a him, couple of weeks. Him, to get, yeah, like him, this. Cherry and Munster have a pretty good com- combination there, considering that they've only played Origin games together. But really. and, and also he would be probably the best defensive half in the competition. Who else would be the better defender at halfback than him? Well, let me see. He is a very good defender. He's yeah. fucking awesome. In that origin game, he made a thousand tackles. You yeah. know, the last and one. And they spot you up, of course. Yeah. That's how they're trying to yeah. beat. That, that, was, that was heroic as fuck when they just yeah. lost that. Mate, when they had Emboy out in the centres, who went okay, but we didn't have any centres. Morgan gets knocked out, but Morgan hadn't been... His form wasn't up to par yeah. that series, but he was looking better then. He gets knocked. Things like that, like... Yeah, it was... Corey Norman's a sk- very skillful, and he did some very good things, but he kicked out in the fall a couple of times. They were trying yeah. to they were bombing Fergo in that corner. You've just given them 30 metres, gave away a dumbass penalty on the fifth, things like that. You know, like, Norman's a very good player. Hunt would probably be the best defensive half in the NRL. I'm yeah, I think so. Are you talking better. as a seven? Yeah, as a seven. Yeah, yeah. can't think of as a half. Better. Halves in general, it'd be yeah. it'd be white. Because you know, usually the hookers, you can think about a yeah. few, you know. But yeah, as yeah. a half, there, he he. Yeah, as a seven. Yeah, most most of them can tackle because you can't make the arrow not. But they target you up, and you got to be able to handle that continued pressure. Yeah, and even if you can tackle, if you're defending at half, it's a hard position to defend at, especially when you got world class back rowers coming at you week in and week out. And your job is to make him. And I'm doing yeah. some work with a. Uh, American lad Preston, and he never played league before, and he was due to play this year. And I've had to send him videos and that, and talk to him about get at the opposition half. That's your job to be running those channels and use your footwork to go inside or outside him to make him arm tackle you and things like those little things like that. Like you get terrorised by a half on your side, you're not looking at who's your opposition half. The second rower, he terrorises a half. Like you're looking, who's the who's the second rower on your side? That's a dude you'll be tackling all day. Things like that. Um, I was shooting hoops with Cantoni yesterday um, at yeah. the courts. You two at, look like ballers. Uh, yeah, go on <laughs> there. I was actually telling about how Dano's pretty decent um, basketball. But um, he we, he said that he was watching, Fo- what's the Fox, like what's the quarantine Fox footy show now? Oh, they just basically get three people on there. Tonight, it was Matty, Fletch, and Heine yeah. sitting around table talking. But he was saying the cool question that they had during the week was about if you could be a part of any team in history oh, to be shit. a part of, what team Jesus. would it be? And, and like, you know, like Cantoni said what they were throwing up. You know, you're talking the early 90 Chicago Sorry. Bulls. Yeah. Um, oh, sport, any sports. Any sports. Oh, yeah, like oh, any sporting oh. team. It's, yeah, like it, like it could be, uh, I think one of them said... You know, being part of Schumacher's um, Formula yeah. One oh, team. Fuck, that would have been nuts. Yeah, but a bunch of fucking geeks driving cars. No, like that. Sweet. You know how much money fucking supercar drivers make? Ridiculous. Can you pitch it? You can pick anything. Yeah, pick anything. Like, just see, like, you uh, bar- like, like Barcelona, maybe fucking. Um, uh, what um, a young Manchester when Rooney just came into it with Beckham, that kind of <laughs> shit. Denver when they won those Super Bowls exactly in the nineties, like, yeah. yeah, and those sort of back things. to back with one out of a mate, yeah, 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 and things like that when he 
you know, like, how would that be? Um, being at the he could be one of the Woody brothers, those the tennis thing. Being at the... You know, the tennis. <laughs> <laughs> being at, like, being international side, you just, like, be Argentina with Diego Maradona scoring a fucking winning goal to win the... Yeah, win but, the, yeah, but they'll, the they'll think like, a, kind of like a dynasty team. That's what... It's yeah, like, oh, yeah, something that was, like, uh, Didn't you, being, like... In the Yankees when... One of Serena um, Williams' ass cheeks. Wow, wow. <laughs> and see how you like what the people in this neighborhood... <laughs> Being at the Yankees when Babe Ruth was there and like the great... Or the, 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 the Yankees. The great Bambino who who was like... There was, in a in a, life, a movie on his life, I saw how they had this training camp. So he went to the brothel all night and got the piss and he rolled up in his going out clothes and they were blowing up at him. So he... In his going out clothes, he picks up a bat, goes over the plate, the pitcher pitches the ball to him, and he just proceeds to hit it out of the ballpark just to say, Thanks. that's what I bring. Like, yeah, so yeah. You, you could just jump in and you just oh, look at like a Lakers side with, um, oh, how with Bill Russell. Be? You win 11, or when, 11 rings in 14 years or whatever. When they... um. Or when they had Shaq and a young Kobe and yeah. they had dominating. Yeah. Or like would, D- D- Dallas Cowboys in the 90s. Oh, when they were untouchable. I'm seeing things on like the 85 Chicago Bears and they just talk about how much the city loved them. They'd get 15 grand for going and making a special guest appearance at a bar mitzvah. This is in the 80s. <laughs> Richard Dent, the defensive end, said he'd have, he'd have a... A glamour come over in the morning and a glamour come over in the afternoon. Much like you today, Dana, with you, you know, but... But if you, yeah. like, if you liked rape, you could be yeah. the Bulldogs, in the Canterbury Bulldogs. Well, like, well, Bulldog supporters, <laughs> listen to our show too, man. No, Can you no offend enough people? Or what is your, do you get a list every day and think, I'm going to get these people to stop listening to the show? Uh, I, I think know. we're forgetting, well, the, oh, the biggest one for me, I would probably just jump straight into Queensland origin side. Well, that's what, from, yeah, like in that... If you could be yeah. in anything... Uh, probably 95 origin when they won against the odds and then all the nobody he didn't even recognise Ben Eichen when he got out of a lift <laughs> and they won 3-0 with Fats, Fats yeah yeah Fatty coaching and just they went on they just ran on spirit so when they won you start believing and you're only going to have your playmakers getting them working together and then they tell for, they tell the back row or the centres of play or the fullback so they had Lamb Robbie O'Davis at fullback um, 5'8 they had Dale Shearer the first game yeah. and Jason Smith. So you had some pretty – Wayne Bartram wasn't really a hooker. He was a back row. He played a bit of hooker and he had a blind – he wasn't Fuck, he was a quality utility Bartram too, eh? And just I think he was just a tough guy who had some wheels so he could run from dummy half, decent service, kick goals, or make plenty of tackles. Yeah. Those sort of things where – just was a Cinderella story. Adrian Lamb, not 12 months before, was playing at West, Dano. And mm. they got an injury at East, so the Roosters signed him. He went to East, played second half of the year there. If you had said to him, "You'll be playing for, you'll be playing for Queensland a year, and you'll get to pick between P and G or Australia," yeah. And Fulton said to him, "If you want to be in the Australian side, you're in. I'll pick up." And he said, "I can't. I'm. I've got to stay loyal to P and G." Good on him. Those sort of things, like yeah, fuck, enough. how many teams could you pick from? But yeah, I know. But Dano, with the basketball stuff, what would you would you want to be part of that Chicago Bulls side out of anything? If like, I was to pick a basketball side, it, see, I'm thinking about I'm thinking about like after you win all your games, all that shit, and you get to get out 
and get on the piss. Oh yeah, think about the whole like, yeah, the, the whole experience. experience. Like, I'm thinking going back and being in a side, being in like a Golden State side with um, always like Philadelphia, whatever side it was with Wilt Chamberlain, just destroying everyone. Imagine the fucking parties that they had. Oh. And Wilt Chamberlain was just like a massive coke dealer. Apparently, like, rumoured he had sex 20, 000, with 20,000 different chicks. That's like that's you like, at the moment, bro. That's like the dream life, isn't it? You just go out, dominate a basketball court, make millions, snort coke all night long, and just have thousands of chicks on you. There's all, yeah, there's, all, there's talk that the Dallas Cowboys were the first ones to make the party houses, weren't they? Dallas. Yeah, that way. You're not getting You don't have to worry about your silly Sunday stuff and people playing up. When they go to places, they're running the show, you know. Like we need a party who was house, it? Bro. Um, yeah. <laughs> who was it? Um, uh, thing you know, when uh, Delavadova and it was at the Cavs and they went to Vegas, mm. like that was their sort of end of season trip. Imagine and that. and you're in the a giant penthouse room. Everyone's everyone, you know, they've paid for everything. You're not getting into too many dramas because. I know how to look after you because I want you to keep coming back, dropping heaps of dough, blokes, mm. either gambling, oh, drinking, gambling, got the ladies. Yeah. Got, oh, fuck. Imagine how much money you'd pour in. Like imagine that that Sandella would over the Cavs just win the win the championship, and they you take your win the, bonus, yeah. and they they take the team to to this nightclub well, in Vegas. Imagine that nightclub sitting there going, oh. oh, oh. tables tables to stand at those nightclubs in the, in the top. <laughs> how section good would like it be? How, the Roosters they went to the US trip away. Both years they won it. That wouldn't be horrible either. No, that's yeah. right. Especially when it's coming out of Uncle Nick's pocket. Yeah, that's the thing. It wouldn't really matter. We're <laughs> not doing... Okay. brown paper bags. Oh. Well, oi, I'm going to... Why don't you guys break down that game that you guys watched and I didn't get around to watching <laughs> it. And I'm going to set up Variety's deadlift. And how then that's how much are we going? You're going to go hunch. Yeah. No, okay, no, no, no. unwarmed up. I'm warmed yeah, up. Yeah, I'm warmed up. You're going to do 100. You're going to crank it out as much as you can. Okay. Just like yeah. 50, 60 times or something. All right, uh, nice. Right, if you're good. And then we've got another challenge coming from Reese Kedu during the week, but it was it's a it's a 20 bar curl challenge. So just with the 20 bar straight. Yeah. And they did it at West at the start of the season. And did Spearsy kill it? Spearsy. They reckon, I think he said 220 times. What? He's a beast, mate. He's on a curl se- bar. Like, he's, he's a se- sorry, on the a straight barbell. He's but. a secret trainer. Oh, oh mate, that. he does see But 220, it. man, they said, I think Fish allowed him to pause, like have a break at the dead end a couple of times and keep what keep going. If, if he won oh. it, what did he say was up there? What was a good... Um, well, I think pull? it went, I think it went Spearsy and then I think Kedu did all right, I'm pretty sure, but... He's a powerful man. He's a man. fucking freak as well. He's yeah. a powerful man, old Reesey boy. Yeah, what Hemi Mullen did. He's a fucking giant. Oh, so Hemi he goes. Was, he goes. He's the strongest player. He, he says bicep curl max rep best effort. Everyone was allowed two quick breaks, and because I'm not always nasty, I think that's fish because of that comment. Yeah. Um, two lads got over two hundred. So Josh Spears, Josh Spears got um two hundred seventy five, and then Bass Sinapati, Sinapati, Sebi, Sebi. Oh, Sebi. Yeah. Um, got um two hundred and three, and then Zach. Got 170. Zach Lister. He's yeah. the fullback. I thought you were going to say Zach Warwick. Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to say. giant fucker. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's powerful, a fullback. man. He's a, he's a decent centre. Oh, Pine Central. Yeah. He's oh, powerful. yeah. Kid at the back. He's oh, was he there this year? Yeah. 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 He's he, playing he on the team. Grade. He scored three tries in the right. game yeah. against Valleys. Yeah, well, last year he made the Brisbane side out of open ones. Yeah, because he played cup at North. He's a freak. Right, all right. You want to break this game down? Didn't you say he's got a dick on him, too? 
You say that. No, you said the, that. You told me that. You said Zach's got a dick on him. Make sure you mention it on the podcast. You're the guy who wants to get his own shirt made up saying cockologist. Can I buy one? That's pretty good, man. It is. Yeah. We're, 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 and the, the logo is going to be a cock with your hair, like just like <laughs> you can do that. I'll, I'll sign off on you doing. All right, that. talk about your shit game that you watched. Oh, Ninety-one it's grand not our final. Fault you didn't get around to watch we it. Like it. Ninety-one <laughs> grand final. <laughs> Who's we? What the fuck? <laughs> oh, you're not. You're old. You really anyway. not, man. Ninety-one grand final. Uh, grand final replay was Penrith versus Canberra. Canberra, great side, coming to the end of their run. Had some injuries. They'd won the back-to-back premierships before that. Similar to the Broncos did uh, uh, the next two years, yeah. yeah. And and the Roosters this year. Mm-hmm. There were some great players there. Like oh. It just seemed to me like Penrith, it was their time. They were due. The first half, it looked like the, a lot of the runnings were going Canberra's way, but Penrith was sticking strong. And some of the some of the efforts, like... Some of the efforts that you saw from blokes in the Penrith side, like in the first half still, um, the ball ricochets a few times off a kick. Meninga picks it up and streaks down the sideline. Fittler. And then that Fittler the comes across time. with the fucking best. Did you see the one the see. one earlier, just a bit earlier than that, where he got a hospy and yeah, Fittler yeah. jammed him and yeah, he dropped yeah. it? Flat ball at the line. And he, oh, Meninga was, <laughs> that yeah, stung he, him. Laurie, he turned to Laurie Daly and said, what the fuck are you doing? Just, you it was a, the old flat crash. Ball. It was like a rugby flat crash yeah. ball. Yeah, you had Daly playing on one leg and was still dangerous. Yeah, and Ricky Stewart on the other side. with, with Harves busted going. up. You had Lazarus, and then he went to the Broncos the next year, and they had plenty of success. He was fucking tough too. Broke a lot of tackles, running hard. That Penrith side, Penrith like, side they had blokes great. like John Cartwright. Test second yeah, row coming come off, off the bench. bench. Yeah, giving good impact too. Brad Izzard come off the bench too. He, how many long breaks do you reckon he had? Probably three or four. Izzard was a beast. He played apparently earlier, early 80s. He played Origin and then he didn't get another game until the early 90s. Like just a rampaging beast. Like, he just come off the bench and as soon as he got on, he got his hands in the pill and he was making inroads down that left Massive edge. set of pins. Yeah. They just... Greg Alexander was outstanding. The way just his game management. Did he win the ninety-one Dallium? Yeah, Brandon? I think he yeah, did. I yeah, think he did. Yeah, because he saw, and he was always going to be him. If like if Penrith were to win it, which they which they eventually did, but you could just see from the start it was always going to be Brandy and coming off his boot, whether it was off his boot or off his ball running and passing. He sort of definitely Fittler, led him around. Fittler, every time he touched the ball, looked dangerous. It was unbelievable, and even blokes like. Um, the in the forward pack, their forwards first half were a bit down. Canberra was sort of getting over them a bit. In the second half, they come out, all of them put grew a third leg and Big just fucking stuck, MG, stuck into it. Mark Guy, you how forget how good he man? was because you think of him as a you know on the radio and yeah. he knows his footy and he's a joker. He had a ridiculous offload in him too. Oh, yeah, he's always got the ball out, moving it around. No one can, no and, one could get to and the that, ball. And that comes back to. I was talking the other week what Rowan Smith was saying about your ball grip. Yeah. If you've got it in one hand like that, it's probably safer to tuck in than if you've got it here yeah. and it gets knocked out like tucked in tight. If you've got it in one hand, you're safer. And if you're looking for that offload, so you're straight wrestling with a guy in contact to get that pass away. How about the knock from both captains? Both yeah, fantastic. Captains. Mal Meninga was fucking exceptional. He must have <laughs> saved four tries. And there's one of them, one of the tries he saved... He made a cover tackle on the right, pulled the bloke up just short of the line on last tackle, 
the po- the ball comes back into Brandy, puts a kick through, and it, underneath the post, there was the, the Panthers um, attack were coming through to score a try, and the ball gets knocked dead, and it's Meninga who's come from the base of the play. The ball. Did you see that shot he put on Vandervoort the lock? Yeah. Same sort of thing. Oh. One forward tipped on to Vandervoort, and he just banged and like, upended him, like, manhandled him, like, picking up. The rubbish bag and, and throwing it in the When Izzard got, got through, got a bit of a breakthrough, and then fucking Meninga pulls him down with like a metre to go to the line. And look, like, and look, we're just saying how much damage Izzard was doing. Yeah, and then Meninga just, like, there's a metre to the line. He just grabs him and just pulls him off the line. said, no chance. It was a ridiculous, ridiculous good game. And they they were busted, the Raiders, and Penner just come over the top a bit in the end. And Stewart had to go off with his groin injury. They did it too with... um. Twelve blokes for that for the time that MG was. Did in you see Darren Fritz, a big long-haired front roller, come on? Yeah, yeah. He played for Queensland a few years later. Yeah, Fritz right. went to Illawarra. He was a big, big. He had a run around a few years ago with his son, and he was fucking fifty something, killing it. Just played reserve grade somewhere, yeah, out, like up there near um, Mackay somewhere, somewhere like that. Gladdy maybe just had a got to have a run with his son. That sounds pretty sweet. All right, we've got the weight on that bar over there, right, man. Okay. Oh, one, yeah. more, one more thing about that game. Okay, there sweet. A, Let's um, talk about this pre-story game. There was a, a steal in the play of the ball, I noticed. Oh, I'm glad Canberra, they got rid of some like of that hook. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so there's a, the play that come down the right edge, and it was only second tackle, and a Penrith player stood up, It was a, got up slowly to play the ball, just laid it out in front, went to wipe it, camera player just strikes, pulls the ball straight back in, and it's, it's game on. I thought, fuck. When did that get taken out of the game? Um... Later in the nineties, because it was just too scrappy. Like you wouldn't know what with people. And one thing I'm (laughs) glad, just striking at the ball, and you could play it forward, no marker. They've brushed that since then. Play it forward to yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's no marker. That that to me wasn't so bad. Like if there's no marker there, you can pick up an advantage. But yeah. You could be actually hurting your team because if they're yeah. setting for something and there's no marker, you tap it and have a run. Yeah. And then the half's calling it. They will. It's sort of the out. same these days. Though. If there's no marker, the hooker's going to go anyway. And yeah. that's what you should be doing. So, yeah, they could just tap it for. They took that out. Makes it too around that play the ball, like murky and those sort of things. Uh, one last NRL fact. Uh, Callum Watkins yeah. got a release from the coast. His from, dad's got coronavirus. Yeah. He? He's uh, just read before he signed with the Wolfpack. Oh, oh really? So I don't think they'll get off the ground yeah, right. this year. I, but thought, I knew I knew he was going home. I thought his old yeah. man's obviously been... And, and I would imagine, like, Callum's in his early 30s, so his dad will be a fair age. He's 29, isn't he? Yeah, he's fair. Yeah, yeah, he's a good footballer. Disappointing that when he came back, came to the coast, he was coming off a knee reco. Yeah. At the time, the coast were a fucking train wreck. So he was yeah. underdone and probably should have been allowed to play... I was talking with a mate about this today, play... Cup for a month or so to get your yeah. timing back yeah. and your and your game fitness. Yet then he gets thrown out. He gets thrown in there in the NRL. They're struggling, and they play the Roosters one day. Got beat by didn't 50. he debut against the Roosters? And he just got fucking schooled. Yeah. The poor fucker. Like, he's and he's a good center. Of, he's, he's standing in front of Latrell Mitchell and and Boyd Corder and Daniel Tupo on that edge. Had no lateral, not good lateral movement because of it. And he looked better in the games this year. But he's still a way off. And they say, what is it, Freddie? 18 months before you get your pace back and then yeah. after Rico's. Oh, 100%. And I know that it But for vary. the Gold Coast, like if you're, if you're shopping and you're buying an outside back, you're not buying a, a 29-year-old um, bloke with it, just come back from the construction who hasn't played NRL yet. He's played. He was a, gr- a great Good in National Centre. But then you look at it. 
Ryan Hall is a great international winger and he's scored a thousand tries in Super League, comes here and he's played five games or six But games he was another two. thing coming and off. Hasn't scored a try yet. Coming either. off a knee Rico himself. Yeah. He's fit as fuck. If Hall gets an opportunity this year, just follow him on Instagram now, he looks in mad shape. Yeah. Like so but the trouble is, you've got blokes he's a who big man, eh? Yeah, you well, you met yeah, Freddie man. He was playing as a, like in the nines for England, he was playing as a fronty. Yeah. He's yeah, a, he, he, he didn't look out he, of place. In the behind the sheds, he's asking me, he's like, Have you played much nines before? And I go, Oh, a bit. We, we have a few carnivals over here. He goes, I've never fucking played it before in my life. <laughs> <laughs> nice he goes, It sounds like it's too much cardio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, a legend. Yeah. If he gets another chance there, like with, um, but they've just signed um, uh, Josh Morris. Like, if they get a chance on the wing, which someone will get injured at some point, I reckon he'll show what he can do. And I reckon he could cement a spot there if he gets an opportunity. I just don't see him pushing out Brett Morris or Daniel Tupo anytime soon. But if someone, if, if, if it has to be, if injured. Morris or Tupo get injured for a period of time, he'll make it hard for him to get back in. But I, well, I, see, see, I still think that when they bought him, he would have been ahead of Morris on the on the selection order theoretically. But Morris being Morris. Experienced just, campaigner, like his grand final performance, yeah. just taking them shitties coming out, cleaning up a couple in the end goal, fielding a couple of bombs. He drops one or two of them, you lose the game. See, I, th- I still think too. I think he's a great wing. I still, I don't rate him high enough to have him on, have him up there. If I was the Roosters and Trent Robinson, and he's he's played a fair bit in NRL now already, Matt Ikavalu, and then you got Billy Smith there as well. Two he, great young out for prospects. The year, yeah. Yeah, two great young prospects who I think at this stage for the Roosters, Ryan Hall would probably get a go, but their two are right there as well. They would keep him true. So I think they're in a good spot for their outside backs because they're but both... What's that, they're, what's that young winger, Ikevalu? Yeah. He's got a few errors in him. Yeah, he does. He, but he's a kid. Yeah, yeah. Going, coming through. Which is where you look that at was, him. That was the thing. And he's the one you pepper. Yeah. Like, he's a short... Docky little dude, mm. you know, make him jump. See how far you can jump, and it's just a thing. Like with the amount of leapers now, we were um, who was I talking to the other day? Uh, me and Nate. Um, when I was saying, can you imagine like if someone like Randy Moss in his heyday yeah. played on the swing, even like in the USRL comp, like just if if he was playing college ball and goes, I want to have a run in the off season. Yeah. Someone with those vertical leaps, oh, fast as fuck. Bit of a, you know, used to return and punt, so I used to bring him back kicks Oi, you know, and things like that. What was your big news, bro? All right. I was going to nail <laughs> that. Are we going to do this first? Wait, actually, before no. that, while I remember, I just want to shout out to um, the Winner Manly boys. You could probably yeah. touch on this, oh, righty. So we uh, Mitch Cronin, yeah, um, passed away a couple of days ago, Saturday. And um, they 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 believe it could be it was a heart attack in the pool after he trained. Training sad as yeah. fuck. Hey. And um, you would have watched him play a fair few times. Well, yeah, he was yeah. captain. Um, he was gun. He was, was captain. Gun. Um, of Wyndham last year. Yeah, took his side of the grand final. Great defender. Um, play, played hooker. He was. Oh yeah, he fucking killed it yeah. in the. He was. He's his peel out of hooker was mint. He had a good running game and just chopped everything coming in. Great defender. I can, um, very sad, very yeah, big loss shit for as well. Oh, just like that too. And I said this, that's another victim of coronavirus because if he could have been playing footy, you would have had a game the next day, you wouldn't have been doing that particular training session and putting yourself in those positions, you know what I mean? It's all the domino effect 
of what happened. The butterfly. A mate of, yeah, a mate of mine calls it uh, nature's way of cleansing the earth. Yeah. And I don't know if that's... Ah, uh, oh, but yeah, with this kid, though, it's just fucking unfortunate. Yeah. You know, and and he was 28 in a week, mate. And mm. that sort of thing. He'd been in NRL system. So he had a good lower-grade career, like, without playing NRL. And, and he was in a couple of NRL systems. So he was with Bronx, Bronx and the Raiders. Yeah, Raiders. So he played at South Logan as well, and he was playing at Mounties. Um, yeah. And racking up 20. games in q Yeah, yeah. yeah 100 plus. Games. Yeah. You know, and you're the captain of a strong club that's making GF. Yeah. So very yeah. sad. Yeah. Thoughts go out Thoughts to people. Oh, when I first heard, like someone messaged me the other night and they didn't know much and I didn't want to say too much because I didn't know how, you know what had happened and you mm. don't want to speculate. Yeah. Um, uh, you don't want to speculate, you know, what if it was something other than that. They want to found out or you're just sad as fuck. Like, um, all right. I've been informed by a very reliable source. Who is it? Uh, I can't tell you. Tell us. Oh, You've got to say. Can't gotta tell say. you. Oh, please. Why are you killing me? Junior and local <laughs> comp, rugby league comps, will be resuming training on June 28th. And they're looking... <laughs> that's ages away. And that's shit news because I don't want to go back to training. <laughs> like, we're training for and, six months. Like, and the, or the, the rough plan is an August 2nd start to mid-December. Really? Whoa. Yep. Ho, 15 ho. to 16 week season. That's the rough plan at the moment, Fuck which to me... How hot is it going to be? Yeah, man, well, that's the thing. That's the thing. Like, take a leaf out of Big Al Weller's book and train twice a day and you'll be all right. Fuck, oh, that's heck is. But if that's their rough plan... But I, would that I, be BRL? It'd be everything... But Q-Cup. Yeah, as far as I'm... That's what I'm thinking. And they're thinking New South Wales are going to do the same thing, everything under New South Wales Cup. So if that was the case, and there'd have to be restrictions on players that are uh, contracted, mm. they wouldn't be able to float back down because they're yeah. contracted NRL systems and things like that. And if you're in a cup system, it'd be, <laughs> unless you had been allocated to feeder, like for like North with West and things like that, blokes just couldn't say, oh, when am I playing? I'll go play for someone else. Yeah. You know what I mean? How, if this if this comes about, and the bloke who told me is very reliable, I'm wondering how they would police certain things and how they'd structure the competition. Yeah. So people don't give up on rugby league just yet. You know, we're survivors. Is it Clarkie's Corner that told you? Okay. Anybody who <laughs> takes any bloke, that bloke's scoop. Wait, who was he ripping that photo that photo, that was some bloke who worked at Fox Sports threatening to knock him out for plagiarising <laughs> his stuff. Good to see you well. Wait, yeah. With the preseason in mind, getting this thing, let's go rip this up. All right, let's okay. do this. All right, we'll be back. All let's right, no, we'll keep going. Do you want to commentate it, Dano? Well, oh, I'll be, I'd be happy to. You go. And, All right, I'll go get the video set up. Yeah, and just stand behind him while he's doing it. Yeah. And then I'll... um, um, We've got to hear a question from... just. Just a quick question. Ricky Kedu put out, if you could invite three West blokes for a three-day bender post-COVID, who would you choose? Okay. And you and you, we can't choose each other. Okay, my so, first would be Bendo. So, <laughs> fair enough. Freddie's first, Freddie's first call would be Joey Henderson, our centre from last year. Is <laughs> a stranger. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. So we got Livo, Dolan, and 
Bendo. Yeah, but that's pretty. Like, yeah. that's not a lot that of yeah. boys, you know, We don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With West Blokes, Wheelow, <laughs> Wheelie. Um, I see who else could be the other drink. Yeah. I'd probably take Cal Stewart. Oh, Cal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, just so we can pick on him, yeah. laugh at him, and at his misfortune. Cal would be with the Mitchie one. <laughs> He'd be fourth man because like, <laughs> yeah. Dalvin wouldn't get in. Well done, uh, Reese. Good, good question good. there. That was uh, real Mark good. Lewis asked a question. Might have been on my page. Yeah, um, I just sent. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. He's, he's there getting the statue built out there. Uh, Swifts. <laughs> the Swifts. Yeah, the Swifts. They're, they're kicking down Kevin Walters' statue and putting him in. All right, right. All right, we're yeah. just about to see the um, the the right, beast so himself. Right, it's the hundred kilo, so it's our second week of combine. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so that didn't work. And then um, and it's done. He's doing a hundred kilo deadlift for as many reps as possible. Yep. Yeah. So this is the great man Adam Wright. He's about to put up a hundred kilos in the dead. Uh, we're just going to see how many times he can do it for our round two of the combine. Show us how it's done, right, man? All right, unwarmed up. You're going to smash this, bro. There you go. He's off. One. One. Oh, two. Form form's looking righty. good. Back's looking set. Three. Oh, that's tough. You got righty. 20 in you, bro. Four. Five. Five. Six. Seven. Yeah, righty. That's strong. Yeah. Nice, mate. I would, will allow a shortstop to take your shirt off if need be. Nine. That's 10. That's 11. Keep going, mate. 12. Push righty. Oh, yeah. 13. Do it for the grand, brother. Oh. Keep Get going. Righty. Keep going, right. 16. 16. 17. <laughs> 18. Push. Yeah. You got this, bro. You got 30. It's 20. That's 20. Oh. There he goes. Yes. Nice. Right, man. Fuck, that was incredible. <laughs> oh, I can't wait till everyone in the wide world of Facebook gets to see that. That was some arousing stuff, right, man? <laughs> that was fucking neat. That was great. Uh, that, was, that was incredible. 20 reps, right, man? Fuck. 20 reps. He's just getting smoky, it up. Smokey for the... <laughs> fucking take it out, right, man? Oh, he's got a pretty good dead. Um, I'll try it out. We'll put, I'll put up... Let's see these some of these if anyone put up questions. Yeah, um People being slack, eh? No, there should be a few. Lucas hit Lucas hit a few on mine. Oh and, good. Um you had a few on Roddy had a couple there as well. Lucas had another um another sort of one similar to Reese's, I think. How's that? Trig replied to that one. Yeah, yeah. Not not Jack Walters or Josh Rudolph. <laughs> Lucas had one. He asked on my page. Up there, it was Dana. Oh yeah, it was similar to um, similar to the one Kedu had, but he said top five Australian athletes to have a beer slash bag with. Well, <laughs> uh, Warney, you'd have to. You'd really have to go oh, Warney yeah. for sure. Um, Benny Cousins sounds like a fucking good time <laughs> if you're into meth. <laughs> that might be. If you're into meth and getting your teeth fixed later yeah. in life, <laughs> I felt for him. Did you in that um story on him? I thought that was the biggest bag of shit ever. Did you see It's like oh, Okay so you got a drug addict On TV that, that Who's still a drug addict And he's lying about it That's what I thought When they quoted him Years ago saying 
I'm not a drug addict. They're like homeless people and that. And it showed you. And they said to him, where are you living now? And he goes, I haven't got anywhere. I don't have a place to live on. You poor bastard. Oh, man. It was a perfect storm for that motherfucker, though. Hey, awesome athlete, smoke show, probably got a dick on him. Probably. And when he was telling that story, man, he was a big dog. Like, did you hear Nick Nanui talking about him? He goes, how he was the king to them all, like, when they were coming through. It's crazy. Um, who else? I reckon. Oh, I reckon Langer would be good. Langer oh, would be yeah. a good Apparently time. Langer is real good on the piss. Yeah, well. he loves it. Yeah, he does not have a good time. Um, yeah, you'd have. Oh, you'd have, there'd, there'd be too many. There's too many to oh, think like about. Like of all time, someone like you know he'd be a good bloke to drink with. Not the sort of bloke who you got to cut loose at some point and go. We got we got to brush him. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a real good dude like. I, I'd love to have a beer with Matt Scott, the big front rower. <laughs> Just a big, I reckon he'd have 40 beers and be sober still, I reckon. And then you just fucking get him into the bag and he'd get stuck in it as well. <laughs> I reckon he'd be the fuck, one of the best folks to have a beer with. If I could pick a rugby league player to have a beer with, it'd be the day. Darren Lockie'd be all right because no one would ever hear about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the other one? He also had, um, and also, should all the missos of NRL players be worried in isolation? <laughs> no, just shut the fuck up and cook meals, bitches. Yeah. How hard is it? Do, we you, do, do you say this to your missus? Exactly. That's what I say. She talks. I go, put your fucking muscle back on. Do you live down me. here? Do you live down here? Are you still with your missus? Is yeah. There? Okay, so I'm still going solid. I'm like, why is your fucking leash off? As long as, like, I'm, I'm happy as long as the washing's done and the sandwiches are made. That's right. And if they're not... Sneaky back. These nuts are empty. Yeah. <laughs> These nuts being empty, I'm all good. Oh, or I'll leave her for Reese Kettle. <laughs> yeah, because he's a special. smoke show too. And if he's doing a thousand curls, of oh. No, but shout out to girls. I I'd see, I do love them. And Reese. Yeah, out. and Reese. <laughs> Reese with a wig. Shout out to him. <laughs> I mean her. Who yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. any more questions? Yeah, well, we'll go over to your one, righty, that you always post first before any given Monday's page. <laughs> because more people follow me than follow any given Monday. <laughs> well, oh. if you start posting more on any given Monday, we'll get the... Oh, it's like my secret double life. They don't know about me. <laughs> um, Blowing up. Gee, there it is, Mark Lewis. Uh, May 28th, will it or will it not happen? I'm confident that they can tick the right boxes and get things moving in the right direction and speak to the uh, powers that be and sort this out. Mm. I, if you had asked me this weeks ago, I would have thought it was ridiculous, but I reckon there were a chance. Yeah, I reckon it's starting to look more and more likely as we are. We'll get to close to Nice photo there. There was a couple in that question, Fred. You know, one oh, sorry. Go yeah. back to righties. Yeah, yeah. 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 So it, was, um, it also says, why did Luke Page not make a full-time NRL roster? Um, oh, I think... I just he, think they think he's not big enough. You know what I mean? There's flaws in his game they don't must think. I don't really know, but he will rip in. He's good yeah, leg speed. Yeah. He'll get you going forward. He's and definitely not going to ever take a backward step. He's a tough bloke. I just think... Um, they think he's past his opportunity. Maybe. And I think... I just think there's... Bloke's better. Like he, he's a good, solid front rower, and he's a great, great cup front rower. He even played a few internationals. He always has a dig, but I just think for a week to week NRL player, I'd take someone, someone a bit bigger, someone a bit. If I was the bit, coast, bit smarter maybe. If, if I was the coast, I'd be bringing him in to train a few days a week if they get back off the ground yeah. as backup, because you're not losing out anything. Yeah. And if you have got a couple of injuries, you could do a lot worse than putting him on your bench. 
Exactly right. Yeah. Oh, this is Lockyer or Lewis, who's the best? Lockyer. Are you talking NRL player, Lockyer, for an origin player? They're probably... See, I think, I think Lockyer is the best origin player ever. Lewis dominated. Oh, yeah, I was, having, I was thinking about this with um, when everyone says LeBron and Jordan, right? And I think one good way to look at it is I believe that Jordan was so far above his school, like his class, oh, yeah. than what LeBron is above his, mm. right? And I'd say the same as Lewis to Lockyer. I'd say Lewis was so far above his players at that, like at that age, that level. And Lockyer was, Lockyer is so good. Like if you look at it that way, that's why a lot of people would yeah. say Lewis, I'd say. Yeah. But for me, it's Lockyer as well. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's like that where you're, where you were in that, because yeah. mm -hmm. it, it's hard to look, it's, it's like saying people, you know, like with Babe Ruth. Yeah. He was, he was smacking home runs, but he wasn't facing a hundred mile an hour fastballs. Yeah. 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 But there's the thing. He was facing the best blokes in his time. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's like comparing. In football, I always go, with well, this team of 90 beat them? No, the teams of the 2000s would beat the team of the 90s, especially if you're playing whatever rule set you're playing. Great sides like the local, the Roosters team in modern rules would beat the 2000 Broncos just for the fact of with the limited interchange where the Broncos back then we had There's unlimited interchange. In wouldn't be a flogging, Fuck. but I reckon that would give you an advantage. Where if you played those unlimited interchange, and weren't used to playing that, the Broncos had the advantage because they'd roll those big dogs on and just grind the fuck out of you we, we just, and your backs would take advantage. Just, everything these days, we train smarter. We we try and do everything. It's like the training we do these days, especially for professional athletes, is spe highly specific training to everything they do. And they, their bodies are fucking absolute fucking just temples <laughs> and like they just fucking work to get themselves in that good a condition to do what they got to do so in those days like even in even in 2000 blokes they were fucking fit they were strong they were going to the gym but now nrl players these days are full-time 100 percent working towards the, the nrl yeah. always in the gym always their bodies are in tip-top kevy walters was telling a story after one year at the bronx must they'd um they had a loss, so they went for a fucking bit of a, a a Monday session at the paddo, and got blind, and like and then end up Peter Ryan, uh, Chris Johns broke his hand, and then who was it? Kevin and him were talking in the corner saying the forwards were a bit soft the day before. <coughs> Peter Ryan gets wind of this, goes over and goes, "What he was saying?" And he goes, "What are you saying, mate? We thought you could have gone, you were a bit soft yesterday." And he looks at Chris Johns and goes, "Right." Okay, you got a broken hand. We can't put them up. Let's go kidney punches, fucking, <laughs> and things like Peter that. Peter Ryan's a ledge, man. And then oh. things like that, like where if you wouldn't be like you'd be in rehab and you'd be doing a fucking video session. If you found out boys were out in a piss on a Monday, maybe you might have had a few Sunday night. Not if it was a Friday night game, but like just at different times, that'd be a fucking scandal. If people saw you pissing up, walking past the paddle and saw you in there on the source, yeah. there'd be camera people taking pictures, shit, chat would be out, it'd be all over. Yeah. It'd be on the back of the career mail. And fucking yeah, no. I've got my little midget friend, Connor, from my um, US team saying on our Insta feed, when, when are you going to finish the tattoo on your back, Freddy? When they invent tattoos that don't hurt, because I'm over it now. Wow. It fucking hurts too much, um, and my tattoo artist actually says, as he got older, he hated he he felt like they hurt more. And the last time I got it tight, like work done on it, when he went over the spine, I was like, I can't do this. And uh, my question here, this is, um, 
How small is this dude if you're calling him a midget? Who, Connor? Connor. Yeah. Connor, he's 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 trying to be shorter than me, bro. Fuck his dad, me. his dad's John Donahue, yeah, the yeah. Storm coach. Yeah, he goes good too. He's got hair down to his. He's arms. like wrestling coach for. Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I knew he, was, he played junior. Re- he played junior. Didn't notice how small he was until Freddie starts calling someone a midget. Oh well, yeah, I me. think I think me and Corey go back to back. Corey's slightly taller than me. Then I've got I've got <laughs> yeah, I've got Connor. <laughs> but I like going back to back. Connor, he's got that firm ass. I feel it against mine. It, I just. <laughs> Yeah. Gets me going. That's I'll just true. go front to front when I was measure size. <laughs> um, you want to take this bitch out, man? Right. Um, Jimmy obviously didn't come, but we'll get but him next time. Next week. Uh, all right. And also, all, I wanted to mention, I forgot about Kimmy's um, thing that he does on Facey now. Yep. Okay. So take us out, right? Oh, and mates. So M-A-A-A-T-E-S dot com dot A-U. Mate, oh, sorry, matesmerchandise.com.au. Go to them. Um, the proceeds of their um, uh, their sales go towards things like uh, Mates for Mates and um, other mental illness um, stuff within the workforce and military. So make sure you go to them, buy the double pluggers. Uh, and quality pluggers too. I got a pair. Of yeah, they're good. They just go forever, like the others. You yeah, know, like your sweet. Roccos and shit. Fucking sweet. Right. All right. Jeez, before man. we go out, one of our good mates of the show, Kim Ingebrigtsen, Brixton, I should say. Him and his brother Ty have got a show on uh, Facebook. It's called Ki and Ti Talk Footy. They get some mad guests on there. They get some great co-hosts, and they've. I think they've. Yeah, who have they got coming up? They've got Luke Capewell coming up uh, Sunday, and I think they've got someone come, great Never coming heard of up. Him. Uh, Robbie O'Davis will be coming on their show soon. They did some great. They had Steve Irwin, who was sacked from Canberra when when Todd Carney got the ass. So <laughs> when he got done by Stingray, oh, no, your shit gags don't get any better. <laughs> so if you you want to watch some great footy interviews, get on and watch the boys in action. Do you see Bendy got married? Yeah. She's oh, smoking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like a, I almost cried. It's like my whole childhood's gone. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I always planned to just grow up and marry her. And then, yeah. All right. That's yeah. the spirit. You've got enough women on the girls in this bloke. Okay? <laughs> that's right. Calm down, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> Leave some for the other boys, okay? I'm getting rinsed here. <laughs> so the way it looks... There is a chance we will see some footy at the lower levels. Fingers crossed. Let's hope that comes about. Main thing is everyone's got to keep doing the right thing, keep being smart, keep supporting each other, keep looking after each other, keep going about your daily life as much as you can, but keep touching base with your friends and family, um, letting them know you're there for them. This will be out uh, Monday on uh, Spotify iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, and YouTube yeah. if you want to actually watch us in action. Yeah, so and from now on, we'll always be trying to do this uh, record on the Sunday night, so we drop it on the Monday with the YouTube yep. thing going up that night. Okay, sweet. That's how it's going to be. Uh, we'll be putting the links to both the audio and the U- and the YouTube yeah. on Facey, on our Facebook page and Insta and our own individual pages. So and just to, and please tell us what you fucking hate about it. I That's know. what we want the most. Yeah. I want to tell want chat, you, yeah. like, or even I, I even want to hear like, sh- you guys know shit about football. Like, f- shut the fuck up. I like, I want every sledge. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you heard, Freddy. Everyone, take care. Look after each other. Don't be a mercenary. Mm. We'll be back in a week and give talking footy with Ty and Kimmy a watch. 
and you'll be better for the experience. Take care, everyone. Cheers, boys. Cheers.